Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm Eliana Palomino, a proud Greek American, former Miss Teen America, corporate sales leader turned entrepreneur, mother, and wife. And I believe that we are made for more. But without the right tools, mindset, or support system to help us grow, that potential never gets unleashed. And that, my friends, is a life unlived. This show is all about expanding your mindset, unlocking your potential, and learning from the best on how to elevate your life, business, and relationships. Set your intentions, and like we say in Greek, Bame, let's go. Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. I am super excited for you to hear today's episode, which is a conversation amongst my very good friend Andrea and I. Andrea is a transformational coach and the founder of Spread Happy and Shift Happens Global. She's certified in numerous transformational modalities and has studied internationally under top thought leaders over the past two decades. Andrea's blogging has been internationally recognized. She's been heard on numerous radio outlets and regularly featured on CBS Morning News in West Palm Beach, Florida. Andy and her husband, Lee, are the creators of transformational training programs for students, teachers, and teams known as Shift Happens. Their programs address the importance of clarity of mind, resilience, and how to live with less anxiety and more access to your inner GPS. The conversation with Andrea and I begins right now. Andrea, I am so excited that we get to spend this time together. Welcome to the show and the very first guest of the podcast. I feel very happy and blessed and it's meant to be. I mean, this was written a long time ago, right? <laughs> it was, it was. Yeah. finally bringing it to fruition. I yeah. would love to just take a, a step back and share with people how we met. First, I think it's difficult for people to find quality friends later in life. How do they do that? And then of course, friends that are so in alignment with where you are and where you're going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, it was funny. It was right after COVID. Well, after COVID Florida style, which was during COVID for a lot of people. (laughs) Um, um, We were both at a chamber meeting. And the second I saw you, I was like, oh my God, I love you. I mean, I I think I like ran up to you and hugged you. I mean, maybe not quite that aggressive, but I know I came up and I was like, hey. (laughs) And I just knew that I was supposed to know you. It was one of those things. It was. Right? Remember? Yeah. And for me, um, that was my very first event for yeah. the company I was a part of in corporate. And yeah. I was, that was my job. I needed to go out to events and meet people and network, but it was my first one. So I was still learning who I was supposed to be meeting, but I very well figured out that the purpose of that particular event was so that I could meet you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's so funny. It was our first time at a chamber meeting too. And we were just sort of like showing up, you know, just happy to, um, you know, be socializing really. So, Oh, I didn't know that event as well with the chamber. Yeah. It was the first live event since. Yeah, definitely. Wow. But it really Mm -hmm. was that, that instant. So today's um, chat is really going to be kind of learning more about what you and your amazing husband do together and, you know, how it is that you came to be what you do today. I think so many people, have a, an idea or a tug on their heart or on their soul, but really don't know how to put one foot forward and step into that space continuously. Yeah. 
And that's something you've done year after year since you've come to that pivotal moment. So, you know, I love to dive into that. But before we do, just kind of give, you know, the audience a bit of a high level of what you and Lee do together. And then we can peel back from there. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, we're both coaches and we do what we call transformational coaching because um, life coaching feels to me like you can kind of just throw a stone and get a life coach. Um, but what we really share is the foundational understanding of who we are, how we actually work as human beings, but really from a psychological standpoint, what is behind our psychology? Because when you understand what is fueling the psychology, how, the physics behind your psychology, it takes the pressure off of your um, of the way you sh the way you show up in the world, meaning it takes the pressure off of the world having to be different in order for you to be okay, because you get to see that that naturally you are okay, that foundationally you are okay, that fundamentally you are okay. When you have that understanding of how this actually works, you realize that you don't have to become so reactive. Um, and that what's going on out there is not nearly as important as what's going on within. So pointing in that direction and sort of showing you the blueprint of how your mind works to me is the most important study that you will ever do because, you know, we are here in the world and we want to know how to use what we've got to the best of our ability and also not get so, um, like sort of shut down and so trapped at the mercy of a mind which can be very busy mm -hmm. um, and which can also take things personally and be judgmental and have lots of opinions and things like that and believe that in order for my world to be okay, those things need to be in alignment with me. And if, if we function in the world that way, we're always going to be at a disadvantage and we're always going to be wanting something that, you know, it's, it's really just never going to be enough. It's going to be like a constant rotation of, well, now that that's fixed, that needs to be fixed. It, you know, it, it'll just be a constant desire outside of yourself. Right. And you're always, like you said, going to be at the mercy of something outside of you, almost always yeah. on defense. Yeah. Instead of being in that driver's seat, really being in a leadership role in your life, you're yeah. in the defense, waiting for something yeah. to happen in order for you to then make your next move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like we're given the keys to, you know, the Rolls Royce, but we don't know how to drive it. I mean, that, that's really what it is. It's like we have the keys, but we're not aware or the keys go in the ignition. So, you know, we're in a sense, you know, we're sort of beating ourselves up, um, you know, innocently. How would someone recognize their the innocence in all of that? Because it's so easy to blame and we do it all the time without... Yeah ever pausing yeah to put it's that a, in perspective it's it's a great question um when you truly realize and you know when you realize something you internalize it like you realize it so when you truly realize that we are functioning in a vibrational universe that like attracts like that whatever you put out comes back to you. And I'm not saying in a karmatic way, I mean in an energetic way. So whatever is occurring in your life is a mirror for how you're feeling on the inside. So when something is occurring that you don't like, it's not, oh, I need to go fix and change that. That may occur to you once you get in a better state of mind that something needs to, you know, that there's something that you need to do. But the actual work is in internally looking within and, and seeing that, not only are you okay, but raising that vibration. 
in essence, going back to love, because even the raising the vibration isn't a thing that you're doing. When you go back to love, when you go back to your true center, your true essence, the true understanding that we are made of all that is, that we are an extension of, cre we are creation, we are an extension of all that is, we can't be anything but okay. We can't be anything but full. So with that fullness, that is what will change the outside. And the way that most of us have it the other way around is we think, well, when the outside changes, then I'll be okay. But when we actually shift from within, which is just really relaxing into our true nature, it's not that we really need to do much other than accept the truth of who we are and, and get real friendly with that, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so when we do that, as a result, the outside world changes. It has to change because everything is a mirror of what's going on within, whether we like it or not. And sometimes I don't always like what's going on and it's like, oh, okay, that's not you. That's actually me. So you know that whole like, oh, it's not you, it's me. It is me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It is. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've come to those realizations mm -hmm. um, quite a few times and, and most recently as well, where um, instead of reacting, I'm literally just thinking about and I'm processing, I'm absorbing, I'm receiving everything that's taking place in that moment and recognizing, okay, even though I don't like this, I see the truth in it. And I don't need to react or do anything other than just receive it mm -hmm. and then process how I'd like to move next. Yeah. Yeah. Without, without judgment, just like, okay, well, this is, this is where we are. Um, what's the best thing that I can do? The best thing that we can always do <clears throat> if we're in a situation that we don't like is go, go back and don't dissect it. That's the worst thing we can do because when we, we, we tend to want to dissect something when we're in a low state of mind, that's the worst time to do it. The best thing to do is to get yourself in a better place. So maybe that's take a walk. Maybe that's go do yoga. Maybe that's call your best friend. Like whatever it is to literally raise your vibe to get yourself in a better state of mind because in that better state of mind, it may occur to you that there is something to do. Maybe like leave a job. Maybe like, you know, get a different job. Maybe, you know, um, reach out to somebody, whatever it is. But in that low state of mind, we're going to be coming from a doing from a very pushed stress state. But from an open state of mind, it's going to come from wisdom, right? It's going to come from all that is. You're literally going to be channeling your next step. Yeah. I think most people would find it very difficult to resist the action of when mm -hmm. they're in that low state of mind because it, you're also very you know, scarce in the sense of you feel like you have to do something. And you, and you almost feel like if you don't do something, you're doing yourself a disservice, there's, you don't know, people, I don't know. I, I find myself in that place sometimes where you almost feel like rushed to make a decision yeah. or rushed yeah. to have to do something in that moment. Yeah. Um, the, the greatest advice that I was ever given by a colleague of mine when I was in a really crazy, for me, it felt like a big decision that I had to make very quickly. And I remember she just said to me, get quiet. And I was like, oh, that really is the answer for everything. Mm -hmm. Just get quiet because the answers are not going to come from the noise. The answers are going to come from the quiet. That's right. They're going to come from within, from the quiet. Yeah. I found now that, as you know, I'm a new mom. I've had to learn how to find that quiet time with my new life now as a mom. And at yes. first it was kind of difficult. It really was non-existent. And then I started getting more comfortable and confident 
you know, and how to, you know, really make the most out of my, my time. And now it's become part of my daily routine that when I'm putting him to sleep, instead of being on my phone, I leave the phone in another room and that's my quiet time with him as he's falling asleep. And then I'll stay there for an extra 20 minutes or so and just have my eyes closed and I'm meditating, honestly. Mm -hmm. And that has become my new quiet time and a time that I really look forward to in my day now. And that's made a world of a difference in, you know, kind of processing and closing out a lot of the tabs in our brain that yeah. are just running in the background unconsciously. Yeah, exactly. And and getting quiet doesn't even mean that, that the world around you has to be quiet. It's just quieting this. So the world around you can be very busy, but when you just get centered, which we can all do through the breath, right? Through using, like we have our own insurance policy built in that we don't realize that it's there for us. But when we access that, and it's just by simply breathing, you know, breathing in and breathing out and allowing your out breath to be longer than the in breath, that's our natural ability to access um, calm. You know, it, it's our access to our parasympathetic nervous system, which disconnects our fight or flight, you know. Um, and that's what we we have the ability to do that no matter what's going on around us. So even if you're in a business meeting or there's a lot of chaos going on, just take a few slow, deep breaths and allow all of your thinking to settle and it will. And stay there as much as you can. And whatever you need, it, it'll show up for you. So even if we don't have the gift of being able to, you know, take some, literally have quiet around us, we can still access it. We can still access that parasympathetic nervous system and disengage that fight or flight. So we'll be able to make more sense of whatever is occurring in the moment. That is so powerful. That is so, so powerful. I'm going to be using that tip in my toolbox this week. Yay. <laughs> So how do you even begin to discover this, you know, when, when you realize that, you know what, I am made for more. There has to be more basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh -huh. You know, there has to be more, yeah. Especially, you know, rising above your circumstances is really what it came down to for me. And I feel that we all have this pivotal moment in our life where we realize that we were made for more. So when was that moment for you? That moment for me was um, at, a, at a similar similar time in my life as to where you are. My daughter was about maybe about a year and a half. And um, I had this sort of bucket list of things that I thought were, you know, what would make me happy. And, you know, I had built the custom house and, you know, I'd had a great job and was able to, you know, buy my BMW and I built the custom home and I had a house at the shore and I had a decorator come in and, you know, with the custom pillows and the paint, you know, it was, it was beautiful. And, um, I remember sitting on my, you know, custom sofa, right. And beautiful, healthy baby girl, you know, everything I could want, you know, and um, I was on the phone with my friend Kim, I'll never forget. And tears just started rolling down my face. And I said, I, I don't know where it is because it's not here. And I was saying, like, where is happiness? God, I can remember it so vividly. I was like, I don't know where it is because it's not here. And it's like, oh, guess what, girlfriend? It's not in things. Things will never 
create what you are looking for. Now, things can be icing on the cake. There's nothing wrong with things. But imagine the joy you will get from things when you have that peace and happiness from within. So that was my pivotal moment of it's it's not out there. And I remember um, someone had given me a book, and I don't remember if it was right before or right after, called Many Lives, Many Masters by Brian Weiss, which is essentially about reincarnation. But um, what I heard and felt so deeply in the book is that in the end, we are, we're love. We're here to love. That's the whole gig. The whole gig is love. And that resonated so deeply with me. I knew it was true. I was like, it was one of those things that I always knew was true, but I didn't know that it really was true, but it always felt very true and real to me. So that was a pivotal moment for me. And then I remember, um, watching American Idol when it was like, you know, first, first came on a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a Coca-Cola commercial at the end, and it said, um, at the end, I think it said, like, choose happiness or something about happiness. And I was like, oh, that's it. Spread happy. That's what I want to do. I want to spread happy. It was like, what does that mean? But I didn't care. I just ran upstairs, grabbed my computer, went on GoDaddy, bought the domain, and started writing, what does that mean to me? And started writing a blog, and I had no idea anybody was reading it. And then I started winning these international awards, and it was just, everything just like happened. And it literally happened from, I just had an idea. I didn't have anything on it. I didn't go research how to write a blog, nothing. I just wrote how I felt, wrote what I wanted, what, what it felt like spread happy was to me, which was, you know, now that's my parent company and, and our, our programs are called shift happens. But, but at the time it was like, I, I just want everybody to see how absolutely magnificent they are, that this is a costume and whatever's happening in our life doesn't define us. So how can I be a champion of that? I'm like, I want to be a champion of that. And I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to start by writing and just telling what I'm seeing and what looks true and real to me. And that's kind of how everything started. I had no agenda, no plan. It was just came from my heart, really. I love that story so much and how it was all within you all along. Mm -hmm. It just needed, you know, the right circumstance to extract it and say, yeah. you know what? No, th this is what's important. And I cannot turn my cheek. I can't look away. I have yeah. to do this. And it just felt that was it. You know, felt that strong pull. And there's so many times where I've reminded myself that the mission is greater than the fear. Yeah. The mission is greater than the fear. Why? Because it is more important that we show up in the world and show up for what matters over kinds that we're fearful of. I'm sure the path wasn't easy to recognizing, you know, how do you take that and continue to grow from there? So we, we feel sometimes like we make three steps forward and take a step back. You know, yeah. how did you feel that your path continued to unfold in a way that was in a healthy way, growing, but also still very real? Um, well, in the beginning, I remember I didn't tell anybody what I was doing because I thought they would think I was crazy. My daughter's 19 now. So that was a long time ago. You know, it wasn't like today. Everybody's like, you know, namaste. Yo, you know, like now it's just the way of the world. But then it was it was still a little weird, you know? So, um, I remember like not telling my friends, not like just not telling anybody what I was doing. And, you know, as time went on, obviously I got more comfortable because it was like, well, you can't look away. Um, but I would say that what happened, you know, when you put your mind to something, you create an energy for it. So it was like, 
everything that I had thought about that I wanted this to be, that I wanted, that I dreamed of this looking like there, there would be breadcrumbs along the way. So everything was just sort of giving me the sign to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Synchronicities, coincidences, you know, there really are no coincidences that, you know, the synchronicities are just you recognizing you, right? You seeing, oh, I am the creator. And, and most of us don't know that. We think that we're just sort of very random, but we are actually in a very strong place of creation in every moment. So, and I didn't know that at the time, but I was feeling the synchronicities. So everything was just kind of telling me, keep going, keep going, keep going. And, and I know I had shared with you at one point, it was 2007. And at the time, um, my husband at the time, it's not my husband today, but my husband at the time was in the mortgage business and the mortgage business got hit first when there was like that crash in 2007. So I had been in radio. I was in radio sales, you know, previously. Um, and when that happened, I was like, I have to go get a job. Like I have to get a job. We needed help. So I remember I had a great reputation in radio. Like I was not commonly in radio sales, people station hop and all these things. And I had worked at two radio stations in my career. And um, so I had a really good, clean, solid foundation. I was always one of the top three salespeople. So I would get calls all the time. Will you please come back to work? Will you please come work here? Because once I had my, my daughter, I stopped working in that capacity full time. Mm -hmm. um, and when that happened, when that crash happened, I was like, well, I can just easily make a phone call and get a job. There were no jobs. And it was crazy because I was that person that could get a job in any moment. And suddenly I couldn't. Um, so what had happened then? I remember crying because I was scared at the mm -hmm. time. I didn't have the faith that I have now. And my friend Patty said to me, she's like, Andrea, this is happening because if you go back to that industry, you will not follow your dream and this will die because you will, all of your energy will be in that industry. Yeah. So this is happening for you. I'll never forget she said that. I can remember where where I was when she said that. And I was like, wow. okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. So, you know, even when things are, um, it, it's interesting. It's like you use the perfect phrase. You can't look away. You just can't look away. So it's a lot of, again, following the breadcrumbs because the breadcrumbs mm -hmm. are going to look different for everybody. So that's why there's no like direct path, read this book and do that. That's mm -hmm. somebody else's journey, right? That's somebody else's wisdom. You have your own wisdom. You have your own ability to listen and, and notice where something is leading me and pay attention. You have to rip the Band-Aid off, as they say. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And hey, that's what I'm doing right now. Yes. Yes, you are. And it happened for you. I watched the whole thing unfold. It's like, oh, that door's opening easily. You know, yeah. you were like, you know, oh, you're getting a kick in the butt, you know. Sometimes things have to happen in your life with or without. <laughs> yeah, your consent. Yeah. And yeah. I've even recognized that in previous relationships that I was in, like, oh, well, if they didn't leave, I would have never left. And look at the path I would have been on there. Like yeah. everything ended up working out perfectly. So yeah. it's amazing to have those people in your life that will tell you straight up, no, if you do that, you're going to be pulled away from your greater mission and yeah. in that process. Yeah. Yeah. We will be supported if we trust. How did you go about you know, meeting Lee and being on that path together, whether it started off that way or ended up that way. Yeah. Um, we, we were both looking in this direction and it's definitely shifted since we've been together. Like we're, we're 
both of us, I mean, I was definitely, you know, I've always been like, love, 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 you know, and, and he was, he was a little bit more, you know, he used to work for Tony Robbins. So he was like more, you know, he was NLP master practitioner and the whole nine yards and a trainer, trainer, NLP trainer, and you know, all those kinds of things. Um, we, we were in the same direction when we met and what was interesting was, you know, I didn't go on like a message board and try to find somebody that, you know, had the same likes and interests. Um, you know, for us, we were both working. I was doing groups at a treatment center for like dual diagnosis, people experiencing addictions and also, um, you know, mental health issues. And he came in just as a consultant. He was, came here from England. He was only supposed to be here for like three months, something like that. Um, just to come in and consult while they were finding somebody. And it was just one of those crazy, um, the moment that I saw him, I knew that I knew him mm -hmm. and, I knew enough to know because it was crazy. I was literally like just separated and, but I knew enough to know that I could mess it up by getting into logic because logic would say, you're just getting out of a relationship. What the heck are you doing? I knew to just let it ride because I knew that my mind, which is full of conditions and judgments and, you know, and data from our past, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I knew that my mind would not be able to make sense of the situation. So I knew to go here. I knew to go to my heart. And um, best decision I ever made because we're, we are not only two peas in a pod, but we're in what, what we describe as a holy relationship. And for people that are not familiar with um, ACIM, which is A Course in Miracles, it's the difference between like a holy relationship is where you you have actually made a commitment to seeing and growing together regardless of each other's triggers. So a special relationship is what most relationships are. They're contingent on um, conditions. They're contingent on you have to be a certain way in order for me to be happy. That's what most relationships are based on. So be able to, to, to be able to really unpeel with another person, which is going to ask the other person to look at their unpeeling in the most uncomfortable ways, right? To be able to make that agreement together because we're going to be each other's triggers, even though you know us, we're two peas in a pod, but still those little trigger things that we're here to move past and grow through are going to happen in our closest relationships. So to, to do that together to me is, is the greatest gift and it can be uncomfortable, but it is the most rewarding and amazing, beautiful gift, um, for two people to make that decision that I'm peeling my onion and I'm peeling your onion are going to be really uncomfortable, but we are so committed to knowing the truth was, which is that anything other than love is learned behavior and data. Now, again, love doesn't enable. It doesn't mean that you allow somebody to walk all over you. Love actually will call somebody out, right? Or love will say, you know, let's, let's um, find a way to work this out for both of us because that no longer works for me. So again, love is not an enabler. You know, love is powerful and love is accepting and love doesn't have conditions on it. But love is also, you know, able to channel what is what is good and healthy and what's not a healthy relationship. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the things that you both do individually and together. Yeah. So, well, we're both, um, it, it's funny because we've both looked at 
my first teacher, Dr. Robert Holden, his foundation is A Course in Miracles. Now, he doesn't teach A Course in Miracles, but it's sort of like peppered into what he shares. And he's the creator of the Happiness Project, which at the time was the only scientifically proven method to increase your level of happiness. He's amazing. All his books are amazing. Love him to bits. He's incredible. Um, so it was interesting. So I was introduced to it a very long time ago. And I... You know, I knew it was there, but I, I wasn't ready for it. It's one of those books that like every, a lot of people have, and it sits next to their bed and just the energy of it is good enough, um, but you don't actually dive into it. So one of the things that we do together is we study, we practice A Course in Miracles every day. We go through another lesson and we usually talk about it. We don't always talk about it, but that's one of the things that we do together. We are very committed to um, this this deep dive with each other. So that's one of the things that we do together. Um, you know, we go to yoga, we're, um, you know, we take walks. I mean, you know, we like to cook. We do all the, you know, it's funny, like we're very in deep diving people, but we're also very normal. Like you wouldn't look at me on the street and think like she's flying out in la la land, you know, um, you know, I still like to shop and go to nice dinners and I like a nice glass of wine, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I also know when my ego is getting in the way and when my ego is taking over that that's just what it is, that that is my creation. That's my structure. That's something that I've bought into. Right. Um, and the truth is actually love. We always go back to love. So we, we do that work together. And, you know, separately, I have my own coaching clients. Um, I have, we have a program for teens, which we created together as far as the modules, but mm -hmm. it's my baby as far as really pushing it out into the world. So that's something that I'm very, you know, heavily involved in. And, you know, Lee's got a lot of ha hobbies, you know, he's Mr. Fix it. He loves to fix things. He loves to paint, you know, that's very meditative for him. So I'm always like, go and do all the fun things, go do all the fun things. So, um, you know, we're doing a retreat. We have a retreat coming up next week. Of course, that's something that we do together, which is really magical because we get to share sort of our foundation where we feel as though we've looked in so many directions together. So we've sort of like, like, sort of shimmied everything down to a very simplistic understanding. So we get to do that together and that is great fun for us. And who is that retreat for? Um, it's, it's for anybody. I mean, it's, it's focused on adults. It's not a teen retreat. We have done programs. Um, you know, have, we have done weekends for teens, but, um, this is for adults and you know, it's, it's open. It's a very intimate group. We do have a cap on it because we like to keep it very intimate. Um, and, you know, it's never about the details. It's never about the content. It's not specifically about what's going on in your life. It's about understanding how does this work? Because from that deep understanding, any questions that you have will be answered. So, it, you know, the answers are never in the details. The answers are never in the content. The answers are in having a better understanding of how this whole thing works. How does the universe work? What are we, what's our function here, you know? Because from there, the answers will come. Yeah. So it's foundational. The beauty of it is like you don't, you know, some people are like, oh, I don't want to go because I don't want to air my stuff. And it's like, well, you don't have to. It's yeah. not about that. It's about you getting closer to that space that you're in when you're breathing. You know, when your parasympathetic nervous system is turned on and active and you're in that calm space, you have clarity, you have access to to your own intuition. You know, we don't need a psychic. We have that ability within ourselves. So one of the things that we teach is how to, how to get more comfortable with that voice, you know, how to get more comfortable with that knowing so that 
you know, you're not always coming to us as a coach. You know, we, we want to enable our clients to, you know, it's like, well, here's your car. Here's how all the gadgets work. Now go drive it. You know, I love that. I've actually incorporated that with my husband, Pedro, and we're in, you know, discussions that are triggering. Cause like you said, the people closest to you are the ones that are going to trigger you. It is always, it is the commitment that you're engaging in when you um, engage in an intimate relationship. I always remind myself, you know, of do. And when my ego is getting loud, I remind yeah. myself the ego is not the outcome that I want. Yeah. Love is the outcome. So oh, how yeah. can I return back to love? What would love do? And yeah. I literally tell my ego to go take a back seat. I'm swallowing. More important is that I see the other person. Yeah. And, um, you practice elevating your life. The most important thing. So it's, it's interesting. I don't always like pick a card every day, but sometimes I, you know, every morning I meditate and then I go to my heart, you know, and, and I ask, well, what does my soul want me to know? And sometimes my soul says, pick a card. It doesn't always, but today it was so interesting because my card was angel of pleasure, right? So that's all about joy. And it was funny because I knew it wasn't just for me. I knew it was for Lee too. I just knew it. You know, like sometimes I'll pick a card. I'm like, oh, this is for Lee. I just know it. And um, so, of course, I told Lee, you know, this is our card today. I know it's our card. And what was funny was one of my dearest friends, Lori, a few hours later, sent me um, an article from CNN that was about the most important thing is joy, like to do things that are pleasurable, to have fun. Like, how do we create happiness? We do things that are fun. So I was like, okay, how many times do I need to hear this today? Right. Um, But that to, to elevate my life is to do things that are joyful. So, you know, like I was saying, you know, Lee loves to, to fix things. He loves to paint like that's joyful for him. So go and do it. Lee loves to read. He is the biggest bookworm I've ever met in my entire life. He is so happy with the book. Go read that book. You know, um, we love to cook together. Those are such fun things. I love yoga. I'm there every day. I love my yoga people. I love going out with my yoga girls. Um, you know, there's, we love to go to the beach, you know, we have like a little beach membership so that we can just hop on there. We don't have to schlep our chairs. All we do is bring our little towel and the chairs are there. That's really important to us. That's really fun. That brings us joy. So things, you know, say yes to life. That's the biggest thing. It's about saying yes to life. You know, we were invited to, um, to go see Bruce Springsteen in New York and, you know, it sounded like what, I'm just going to hop on a plane and yes. Yeah. Yes, you are. Because you were invited by two amazing, lovely people who you love, yeah. you know, um, so you're going to go like it's saying yes to the world. I used to have a lot of restrictions, a lot of, oh, I can't do that because um, so we've as much as we possibly can. You can't always say yes to everything, you know, but as much as you can make sure that joy is a focal point for you in your life. So even if it's work, find something joyful in work. Maybe it's your coworker who you guys, you know, share like a lot of times. Um, mm-hmm. I have a certain friend that I'm always sending like funny little videos to Cause like we like the same comedians. So something will come up. I will always send it to her. Those little things are joyful. You know, it doesn't have to be a big giant going on a trip. It can be that walk in the morning for me is so much fun or going to yoga is so much fun or, you know, making sure I spend time with my girlfriends is so much fun. Like 
how can you elevating your life? Remember, everything is vibration. So the better you feel, the better you feel. So you want to be in that space. I love music. I'm always listening to music. I just made a playlist for our retreat. I'm like, oh my God, these people are going to think I'm you know, nuts over Justin Timberlake. I am, you know, like I just put all my favorite songs. I'm like, I don't care if they date me, you know, cause there's like a lot of songs from like, you know, the eighties or whatever. And I'm like, this is fun for me. I love music. It's a huge pick me up. Um, so it's bringing more joy. I love flowers. I always make sure that I have fresh, fresh flowers in my house. Like as silly as it sounds, do things that feel good and bring you joy because when you're in that state, you'll get those hits because you'll be clear-minded of what is the next step for me. Like, what am I here to do? What is important for me? You won't get it in a very stressed mindset. It just won't happen. Yeah, no, it won't. And I think um, a lot of people will not give themselves what they need because yeah. they're stressed. Right, or yeah. too much going on. Or, you know, the list goes on and on of why they can't. Or why yeah. now isn't a good time. Yes. You know, yeah. can people follow you, connect with you? How can people work with you? I know you work with a variety of teens to adults. Yeah. How can people connect with you? Um, our website is shifthappens.global. And we're Shift Happens Global on Instagram and Shift Happens on Facebook. And, um, if you go to our website, we have an awesome, really fun download. It's called the atomic happiness toolkit and it's got meditations in there. And it's got this beautiful ebook of like some of my blogs that I want awards for. And, um, just great little reminder videos, like very short clips, but great relationship reminders and just ways to be in the world with less stress and more engagement so that you can just go to our website, shifthappens.global and download that. And, um, that's really fun. It's free. And, um, it gives you like a journal with a morning and evening routine. Cause that's another thing. Like we get in our heads so much and we want to remember like whatever we are thinking, whatever we're polluting our minds with before we go to bed, we want it to be really, 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 really good. So one of the things that, that we, a gift that we give, and it's like a fillable journal, so you don't even have to print it out is a morning and an evening routine because it's really important that sandwich. So you want to go to bed thinking of what went well today. You know, what worked for me today? Not, Oh, I didn't say the right thing. I didn't do the right thing. You know, all that gets us into trouble and it keeps us in a very stressed state. You also want to wake up in the morning and you want to use that time, even if it's just five minutes to get co you know, create coherence within the body, get into your heart so that you are able to be in the world in this beautiful heart space so that you're engaged with the energy of the world rather than engaged with this very, very messy mind. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, what do you want to accomplish today and who do you need to be to accomplish that? You know, cause you don't want to be stressed Sally accomplishing that you want to be like, you know, on purpose, Andrea, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So it's a great, it's really cute, the toolkit. Please go grab it. It's really yeah. fun and it's super helpful. And that's a yeah. free download that they can yes. do. So I'll include that in the show notes. All right. So everybody awesome. can go ahead and um, just click that link and I'll be doing it myself. I'm big on morning and evening routines. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. I really love sure. our conversation here and I can't wait for the next one. Me too. We've got so much more to talk about. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Till next time. 
Thank you so much for joining us on the Elevate Your Life podcast. I hope it gave you exactly what you were looking for. This show brings me so much joy and I'm so happy to have this space for these amazing conversations and guests. To support the show, please rate and review and share it with your loved ones. If you want to be reminded of new episodes, click the subscribe button on your preferred podcast or video player. You can sign up for my newsletter in the show notes below to receive my favorites and updates. Till next week, you guys find us on Instagram and tag us wherever you are listening at Elevate with Eliana. Sending you so much love and remember, you got this.